0: hello and welcome to let's talk numbers my name is Robert and my name is Nicholas and we are your hosts today's topics will be what are the dangers in investing in China the constant rise of natural gas prices ahead of winter demand the failure of Bitcoin as a legal tender in El Salvador a reflection on the massive real estate price increases and breaking news China has banned all cryptocurrency transactions continuing the spree of crackdowns so let's get right into it Topic one.
1: Right. Topic one. Investing into
0: China. China has clearly shifted
1: its stance on economy from a more open stance with the majority of the internet being available and the people having far greater potential to open and develop businesses to a more closed and isolated economy away from the other side of the world.
0: Yeah. This can be also shown by the Freedom House Index. So the Freedom House Index, it's an index that tracks political and civil liberties that the people or... The population have and uh, china's score in 2011 so 10 years ago was 17 out of 100 and in 2021 it has decreased by 8 to just 9 out of 100 and this shows a clear trend that the government no longer cares about the people but they're now all about keeping and suppressing and having control the only thing they care about is control and this is what shows it clearly And the massive regulatory sprees are all aimed at having power and suppressing any entity that has too much power. Some of which are, can you show us? Yep.
1: The Didi regulatory scandal. And for those who don't know, Didi is an Uber competitor in China. The gaming restrictions of uh, kids under 18 years old were only now restricted to three hours a week of gaming. Ant's breakup of Alipay. And a ban of negatively talking about china's economy and a ban recently a ban of all crypto transactions all these regulations all enable for the ccp to have more control and these pushes don't really push the economy and only rather the power and control the ccp have
0: yeah and to put into more detail uh dd regulatory scandal so this was more about uh, um the chinese communist party uh revealing these new regulations out of nowhere to suppress and to um just limit dd's growth potential and to limit dd's power and how much the company could do which destroyed it because it was supposed to go public and supposed to have its ipo on the new york stock exchange which just went absolutely south the gaming restrictions those were aimed at strictly at tencent which was the darling of the stock market you know this is a company that just kept rising with time it was a really good stock option for a lot of people and this was the way to stop it from gaining so much power and to take away some of its money and money is power and breakup of alipay well alipay is this massive massive uh, fintech company that is very often used to pay and to make transactions and even get loans in China and the negative talk it's all about suppressing people and to soften put and to soften the people and to spread propaganda and the brand of crypto transactions we'll, we'll go into more detail about that later so looking at these trends I c- you can clearly see that you have to stay away from China in my opinion because the government has made it clear that they want control and this can be reflected by looking at why China became rich. The only reason why Chinese people are outside of poverty and even at that level, they're on the edge of poverty, they, it's because they were allowed to make money. It's because the Chinese people are very skilled workforce. It's a very hard working and a very skilled populace. And when you allow them to make money, develop businesses and create ideas, they will earn money, but now, This has, you know, slowly been opening more up and has been a lot more capitalistic. But in recent times, it's become a lot more dictatorship like. And it kind of brings back the Mao Zedong era in the 50s and 60s that was dreadful for everyone except the very top. So brings back this scheme of control, which I think summarizes the point China and control. Those are the two main topics. And therefore, I think you should stay away from the Chinese market unless it's a business that it works closely to the government i think that's the only option and even that will come with a lot of risk so let's move on to our next topic right our next topic
1: gas. yes you're right our next topic the sudden increase in price on natural gases recently the energy sector which was recently in 2020 to 2021 the energy sector was disrupted by the coal and oil supply due to covid-19 and now, because of that,
0: natural gases has become the more popular option, leaving a lot of less supply in Europe. Yeah, and uh, uh, something, a solution has kind of emerged, but it's a really controversial one, which is Nord Stream 2. It's For those that don't know, it's this um, gas-oil pipeline that ha- Russia has built to Europe, and now Russia has come up with this argument which is quite compelling they say that if you open up Nord Stream 2 and you allow uh, allow us to pump in gas pump in oil we can uh, we can relax and we can diffuse the prices of natural gas by supply because supply and demand Um, if we increase supply the prices will go down and so this shows that in this situation Russia could be a very big winner from these high natural gas prices
1: right Russia is the one who's going to benefit the most. Well, let's just give a little bit of a back- of a background information here. So thanks to COVID-19, a lot of the normalized energy sector resources, such as coal or oil, those the supply for those have just plummeted. So people turned to natural gas, as I mentioned before. But the reason for why is because it was cheap. Affordable and it wasn't a lot of abundance. But now, because everybody has all the energy, all the energy companies are turning to natural gas, the demand for natural gas has skyrocketed, and such the price has also risen through the roof. And as a result, supply has gone down by a lot. And Russia can take benefit of this by first of all constructing the new um pipeline, I think it was called yeah, Nord Stream 2, I believe it was a pipeline of some sort, transport natural gases, to be able to spread it across all of Europe and to basically take advantage of the shortage today and get the upper hand in this kind of um, market, in this kind of
0: business. Yeah, and this shows a very interesting situation because I feel like um Europe doesn't really have a choice because if my clock is telling me the right time, it's the end of September. This isn't even winter winter hasn't hit and winter demand is when gas prices are really going to start ticking up so this is a ticking time bomb for europe and they're going to have to think of solutions quickly because with time coming winter demand is going to come and winter demand is going to be much stronger than the demand that we have now at the end of september so prices will continue to go up and i feel like uh, russia is the only promising choice here because if you want to stay put even more money into your economy, it's only going to create more inflation and it's going to create a lot of uh, disputes. So this could be a really big win for Russia and as well, it could open up some new political discussions and maybe even some treaties could be put into place. I mean, this is a very good opportunity for Russia and I think they are the biggest winner from this, um, this whole plot. Well, not plot, but from this whole price hike that has happened so let's move on to our third topic right let's move to the next one which is Bitcoin in El Salvador so recently El Salvador has legalized Bitcoin as a legal tender becoming the first country in the world to have Bitcoin as a form of a legal form of currency but this didn't exactly go to plan Nicholas can you tell us why it didn't go to plan
1: yep well what we know from Bitcoin, it's just a very unstable and very unpredictable kind of currency. You can, if you looked recently, if you have tried investing into Bitcoin or if you have read news recently about Bitcoin, you can see that prices can skyrocket or can plummet to the ground. Huge differences in value. And because of this, you know, like I said earlier, the currency is very unstable and it's not exactly the best kind of thing to rely on, especially for a country that already has a lot of trouble with its previous currency and adopting a new one that's even perhaps even more unstable is quite a bad idea. I believe that, well, we believe that El Salvador wasn't exactly ready to switch to Bitcoin. We believe that maybe El Salvador could have prepared a little more, could have maybe looked into it a little further and perhaps prepared to switch com- complete to switch all its currency into Bitcoin, I believe that more could have been done to prevent the damage that was caused by Bitcoin.
0: But as well, um, in the public eye, uh, El Salvador isn't exactly, you know, a, it's a developing market, and it's a nation that has a lot of economic issues. I mean, it, um, it is uh, part of the Latin American countries that are really suffering. Economically, and they were really suppressed by this uh, COVID-19 pandemic and they were really hit very hard and the economy just fell off a cliff. Um, and I think Bitcoin came in as this kind of um, darling solution. It came in as this uh, solution that everyone likes and this new kid on the block that's very trendy and people have heard of it. So I think uh, the idea is very good. The idea of a cryptocurrency could be very good for, you know, this vastly and quick moving digitalized world, but if you look at the statistics, El Salvador in the according to 2019 data, only 33% of the people in El Salvador had access to the internet. That's not really a big population to use uh, Bitcoin as a legal tender. And this is brings up the theory and the kind of this interesting idea that Bitcoin is most popular amongst developing nations if you look at how much people use it in terms of percentages, but in theory, it works best in developed nations where there are a lot of people that have computers and have access to electronics. So it's a bit interesting in that way, and I want to open up a little bit of a discussion here with Nicholas. Would you support a government-backed cryptocurrency, and do you think it would do better than a big than Bitcoin in this situation?
1: Well, it's a little difficult to really determine if it would do any better. I mean, Bitcoin, it's not exactly the best kind of thing to rely on, but it is. it has a lot of potential behind it. It has a lot of opportunity, especially for LEDCs. But at the same time, it's not exactly the best decision. And perhaps a cryptocurrency, which might be... Well, aren't bitcoin and the cryptocurrency the same thing Uh,
0: bitcoin and cryptocurrency are the same thing but i'm talking about a government backed one so this is something that comes out from the government it's not a decentralized system this comes from directly from the government this is something that the el salvadorian central bank has put out and it's their system they're in control of it and yeah
1: right i think that a lot of people especially would be unhappy with that having their money being complete control off the government I think people will especially be unhappy with that but that's just something that we can talk about another day but what I what my personal opinion about if it would do better I believe that I think it might not do as good but there are some benefits that can come such as how the government can have closer control and closer de- like they can make better decision making with the money the money that flows through the country. But it can also happen with a uh, corruption and fraud and such like that it, the the currency is much more vulnerable to these kinds of things so
0: i believe that this needs a lot of preparation before it can be implemented in any sort of yeah government. and as well you have to remember that this um attempt really because it was an attempt it was plagued by crashes fraud and a lot of confusion so i think you're completely correct on the point that there should be much more preparation and they kind of delve into this head first but ended up landing on concrete i think the idea was really good and jumping into it was a good idea but they went a bit uh, guns blazing if you can say that they went a bit too far and i think they kind of jumped the gun on this one
1: right you're absolutely right Now that we've covered that, I believe that we should move on to the next topic. Real estate, yeah, real estate prices have surged recently, especially in Nordic countries and in the USA. So, if you have been looking at the news recently, or perhaps looked at any sort of um, house, real estate company, or wherever, you might have seen that the prices must have surged much more compared to the previous years. Well, the reason for this is because... Covid nineteen has now, like, popularized this work from home kind of idea, like idea, where people can instead of going to the office physically, can use a laptop, for example, to virtually have meetings, work, or etc. And thus has led people to be more encouraged to move outside of the city and to more suburban areas. This has re- that's has risen the demand for. Uh, houses out of the city by huge amounts, and thus risen the prices by several volumes. Meanwhile, people who have not, who have been looking for any sort of housing now see an opportunity to get housing in the city. Now that everybody has left the city, so more people are scrambling for the cities for the sorry for the uh, houses that are left in the city. So now both sides people who want to move into the city and people who want to move into the outside of the city both sides are scrambling for any sort of available housing and thus the prices are surged tremendously.
0: Yeah, and to add to that, um, in the American market, I recently looked at this interview, I can't remember the source, but it's this um, auction house uh, real estate uh, salesman where they talk about uh, how many auctions they get per house and it has really increased. It's on average now instead of the usual six that they usually see it's 20 to 30 i mean this is a massive jump if you think about it. it's five or six fold and this is this is a person that has been in the industry even even during the housing boom and they say that this is even more this is even more activity than they have seen during 2008 during the housing boom and if you look at some cities it's a lot of um it's very high increases. That's like 20%. And if you look at um, some news analytical sites that kind of look into this, actually, it's mostly in the American market. It is actually countryside property. A lot of it is countryside property. And it's these mm, more Midwestern kind of um, countryside places like Utah. There were some cities in Utah that went up 37 or 35% these figures are insane for these type of markets usually only these kind of price changes you see only in cities and actually cities have risen the least in america and small cities and towns have grown have grown the strongest in the american market and in the nordic market everything is just flung up because it's because of how nicholas explained that some people want into the city some people want out and everyone's desperate and there's too many people for too small of a market so everyone's just scrambling for higher prices which brings us to the next topic breaking news this happened just this morning as of recording this on the 24th of September China has banned all crypto activity and transactions effectively banning cryptocurrency as a concept further pushing pushing the agenda of control and again if you look at this this really is about control because if we look at cryptocurrency in general if we strip it down all the way to the bottom what is it about uh, one big very big argument is that it's anonymous fully anonymous it's person to a person a sends money to person to b there's nothing in between no government eyes no one looks at it it's a safe system and no one sees your transactions and china would most certainly not like People sending money anonymously, which I think is the first reason um, they ban this. They ban this because they don't want outside—they tra- don't want transactions happening outside of their eyes. They want to see and they want to control and understand everyone. They want to have full control over the people, and cryptocurrency could be a loophole to escape their eyes and to escape what they can see. It's a place where they can hide, and they want to remove that. And as well, I think the second reason why they have done this crypto ban is because they want to crack down on crypto mining. Because crypto mining, it's very bad for, uh, the, uh, for the environment. It's very high emission. It's not the cleanest thing to do. It takes a lot of energy. So it's not a desirable industry. And the only one really profiting off of it is the actual Bitcoin miner. But I think it's mostly the first point. But the second one is more of a, like a secondary point. Do you have anything to add to this, Nicholas? No,
1: thank you. And very well said. In other news, Robinhood releases a new crypto wallet feature.
0: Yeah. Russian. Yeah, it's it's yes. very interesting. Do you they have anything have, to say yeah, about it? This happened to popular demand because a lot of people were asking for it. And this kind of shows what kind of demographic Robinhood are... Um, kind of targeting here and as well in the next one i wanted to say this because um, i have a bit more to say about this one uh, russia's gas giant mm. Novatex cfo or chief financial officer was arrested on allegations of tax fraud and, and being involved in a tax scheme to avoid 92 million dollars so quite a wealthy amount of money and evergrade crisis continues as investors watch nervously and compare it to the Lehman Brothers collapse similar to the 2008 financial crisis so this is very big I mean this could send the next recession this could be what creates the next decline we we don't really know a lot of analysts think that way
1: right and next, the Bank of England believe that inflation will be above 4% until the second quarter of 2022. With the
0: German elections nearing,
1: investors are
0: watching for political shifts. Yeah, I'd like to add to that one. With the German elections, this is a very important moment for German and not only German but uh, European markets because this is going to be because uh, Germany is one of the most if not the most powerful in the United uh, in the EU and a political shift from the Merkel era. I think this could bring in a lot of change and this is why a lot of investors are looking at this and including economists are looking at this very closely because this could make a lot of difference in the European market. This concludes our first episode of Let's Talk Numbers. Hopefully you enjoyed it and thank you very much for listening.
1: Right. And our next episode will cover the ever growing crisis in China while investors watch nervously as 90 million homes go unused. This will be uploaded next Sunday, so do make sure to follow, subscribe, and not miss out on the next episode. Thanks again, and see you next time.